0: the Ryan Hickey Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. I am back. Well, really, I never left. I was just filling in on different shows, mostly Zach's show on Friday nights, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CBS Sports Radio. Had a little vacation as well down to Ocean City, Maryland a few weeks ago as well. So it's been a few weeks. I was just joking with Alex, who's doing a great job producing already this show tonight, that I forgot what the intro sounds like. I'm not used to being in this time slot, so hopefully I remember what to do. But it is good to be back and appreciate you sticking with us right here on CBS Sports Radio and joining us on this Saturday. A very happy weekend to you. And thank you for spending a few minutes with us right here on CBS Sports Radio. It is the, of course, Ryan Hickey Show. All right. It has finally happened. Victor Wembenyama made his NBA Summer League debut. Here's my goal For at least the next hour of this show, my goal is to set expectations, realistic expectations for what to expect from Victor's career and what would constitute it as being a success. Because I'll be honest, up to this point, we've heard a lot of talk about his career, a lot of hype. And frankly, I think 99% of it is overblown and putting him in a position where it's impossible to succeed. So my goal here, now that he's finally gotten an NBA game, granted, it's in the summer league, so it doesn't mean anything, doesn't count for the stats, but now at least he's finally put on a Spurs uniform and played in an official game, I would at least right now get out ahead of it and set what realistically should be the expectation for Wembenyama's career. If he does this one thing, if he is able to achieve this one bar, I think I would call his career a success, and this is that. If Victor Wembenyama is a viable contributor on a championship team, that to me constitutes a successful career. That's it. That's all I'm looking for out of the number one overall pick. If he is a viable, important contender, or piece, I should say, on a championship winning team, if he's a vital part, an integral part, Of a championship, the Spurs went down the road. I think everything else outside of that is gravy. MVPs, all NBA teams, multiple championships. You don't talk about the GOAT debate. Everything after being a viable part of a championship team, everything after that is gravy. If he is able to just win a title in San Antonio, that to me would deem his career successful. That is the realistic expectation I am setting for Victor Wembenyama's career. Be a viable contributor on a championship team. Am I setting the bar too low here? This is a very, extremely, highly hyped prospect. I I know I'm not asking a lot. But I don't think I'm setting the bar too low. I think I'm being truly realistic in what I'm asking for. And what he's capable of doing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts here. 855-212-4227. 212 You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. It is just asking Victor Wembenyama to be a contributor on a championship team, not a high enough standard for what his career could be. Because I'll be honest here. Again, we've heard of him. We've heard of him, right, for the last, let's say, year or so. As he's playing in France and getting ready to come to the NBA. And really, the last few months, as we got closer and closer to the NBA draft, is where the hype, where the conversation, where the expectations just went through the roof. Through the roof. And frankly, the way I've heard 99% of talk about Victor Wembanyama's career when it comes to expectations, it's so ridiculously high and basically unachievable. That everybody is setting him up to fail. No one is giving him a chance of success. And that is what I'm trying to do here. I am trying to realistically give him a chance to succeed. And that's why for me, if he wins a championship in San Antonio, mission accomplished. That's all you're looking for. That's really all you need to do. Because the way you hear people talk about him, the way you hear what would be deemed a failure Is flat out ludicrous and unrealistic. Like there are analysts, and I don't want to name any because I don't want to really give them the attention they're looking for. But there are people paid to give their opinions that are in the know that on the record have said if Victor Wembenyama's career resembles one of Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, or uh, excuse me, Hakeem Elijahwan. That his career would be a failure. That's right. That is that is someone on the record who is paid to know about the NBA said that if he in Victor Rembenyama has a career identical to Kevin Durant, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Anthony Davis, it would be a failure. That is absurd. That is impossible. And that is frankly unfair to put those expectations on this player you are begging you are saying right there nothing he can do unless he is the greatest player in NBA history would impress you that's stupid I'm sorry that is flat out stupid that is where the hype has gone too far that is where the hype has gotten to a point where it's unattainable no matter what he does If you are saying, on the record, that being an MVP of the league, winning multiple championships, being a Hall of Fame player, is not good enough, then you're just rooting for him to fail. And you're giving him no chance whatsoever to succeed because you are setting the bar impossibly high that realistically, no NBA player could really achieve. So I'm trying to go against that. I'm trying to give... Wembenyama a chance here. He even had Woj on the draft. And you know Woj, right? He's an NBA newsbreaker, not much of an uh, opinion maker. But during the draft, he said that Victor Wembenyama could be the most and uh, the most highly anticipated player to ever enter the NBA. More than LeBron James, more than other players, there's been plenty of highly hyped players coming out of college and coming out of, you know, overseas that we've been excited to see. And for Victor Wembanyama to blow past LeBron, blow past others, and basically have to be the best player to ever play the game or his career is a failure, is absurd. Is absolutely absurd. And that's why I keep going back to if he just wins a title, that for me is a success. A success. Like, let's also not pretend, like, being the number one overall pick in the NBA draft is a lock for you to be one of the best players ever. Let's just really quickly here. Go back to recent memory of number one highly hyped prospects and see how their careers have gone. Before Yama, the most recent hyped prospect, right, the number one overall pick coming out of college, was who? Zion Williamson. How has that worked out so far? Has Zion been everything we thought? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Angels are a big part of that, sure, but that's also part of the game. You got to be available and out there in order to make an impact. That's where Zion has fell short. Greg Godin, same thing going back about, well at that point, 15 years before? 10 years before? Another highly hyped, uh, highly hyped prospect that came nowhere close to, of attaining the levels of success most people had penciled in for him. So it's not automatic. It's not this lock that, oh, you're this big-time prospect everyone's talking about, of course you're going to succeed. LeBron James, LeBron James is, I should say, don't grow on trees. Michael Jordan's don't come around once every decade. Those are are truly one-offs. And to be compared and basically saying if their career doesn't bare minimum match what LeBron or MJ does, it's a failure, is giving the kid no chance to succeed whatsoever. Like, honestly, if you're Wembenyami, you might as well retire. Because what you're being asked to do by some people, you'll never be able to achieve it. You'll never be able to reach those levels. And so now if we're talking about what actually would constitute success, it starts and ends with championships. Does also realize, let's, I should say, let's remember, that's all we care about. Like, if Manyama, let's say, won five MVP awards in his career, but zero championships, which number are we mentioning first? I tell you which number we won't be talking about first, five. We won't be talking about his MVPs if at the end of his 10, 15, 17-year career... He's got zero rings. We always talk about championships first. And that's why for me, the only expectation I'm putting on him centers around winning a championship, being a large part of the Spurs winning a championship. Otherwise, I don't really care, to be honest with you. Because we don't really care about individual awards as it is. Like, if I ask you right now, how many MVP awards does Michael Jordan have? Could you quickly rattle off the number off your head? I bet you, you can rattle off his MVP award number as fast as you can rattle off how many championships he's won. Say LeBron James. Right? You know right away, Michael Jordan, first time we think of six in terms of championships. LeBron, four in terms of championships. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is forgettable. All NBA teams... MVP award, all-star appearances. Nobody cares as much. We are in a championship-driven society, which is why if you're Victor Wembenyama and you go win a championship, whether it's with the Spurs or another team down the line, your career is a success. That's it. That is my expectation for Victor Wembenyama, be a viable contributor on a championship team. Everything after that, is gravy. So let's hear your thoughts on that. 855-212-4227. 855 212 And Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Victor Wembenyama has finally made his NBA, albeit Summer League, debut in Vegas a few hours ago. Pretty ho-hum. Nine points, eight rebounds, two at 13 from the field. Definitely a game that he would like to forget. But now that he's finally in a Spurs uniform and playing, you know, under the NBA guys, what are realistic, what are your realistic expectations for Wembenyama's career? Let's go out to Willie in Atlanta. He's on the Ryan Hickey Show. What's up, Willie? Hey, what's up, Ryan? What's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? What's on your mind?
1: Man, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, As far as Victor is concerned, I feel like, I think they they, like you said, they put too much pressure on him. And he, I don't, I don't know if they consider like giving players like him like a pressure valve. Like they, they need a pressure valve. They need somebody else. There's nobody on the Spurs that can take the pressure off Victor. Like all eyes are always going to be on him. And then I believe that Victor needs someone to let him know that the American game of basketball is different than playing in the Euro League. It's completely different. Uh, the 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 Euro League is a little bit nicer. I would say a little bit nicer. When they put those accusations or, or those labels on Victor, they put a target on his back that I do not believe that guys should have at that age. I mean, like LeBron, Mike, all of them. But we have to realize that Mike and LeBron, they didn't come in the league winning championships either, so... It's just kind of hard for me to believe that you're just going to crown him the king. First of all, we already have one, LeBron
2: James.
1: (laughs) And we're still debating whether him, Kobe, or Mike are the best we've ever seen. And like they talk about with LeBron, I don't see a killer instinct in, in, in Victor. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't see it. So how can you label him like
3: that?
0: Well, I mean, Willie, let's also be fair here. I mean, look, we have, we realistically, we've seen him in one game, and that was a few hours ago. So we're not going to pretend like, you know, and I appreciate the call, buddy, in terms of, like, the, I'm not going to go sitting here saying he doesn't have a killer instinct and he's someone that, you know, he lacks that winning drive. We've seen him one time. I'm not going to pretend I know a, a ton about him in terms of his drive and his makeup. But in terms of the, the expectations, again, and the hype, especially, like, LeBron James, right, he was before Wembenyama, I think, the most hyped prospect we've seen. And in LeBron's credit, he has lived up to everything and more. But we also have to remember, LeBron is a one-off. LeBron is doing something right now at even age 38 we have never seen before in the league. So he is, I don't want to use this term unicorn because it's overused and it really doesn't describe him, but he's almost like an anomaly where you put him in his own category of what he's doing and how much success he's able to achieve lebron i lebron is truly one of one like michael jordan came in yes as a top three pick but it wasn't like the expectations were for michael jordan to transform the league and be the best player to ever play the sport he developed into that but it wasn't coming out of north carolina oh here he is at pick three the bulls just got the best player we'll ever see in the nba but for whatever reason now, that's the label and that's the tag is getting, and to me, it's patently unfair and absolutely ridiculous. This early on, we're putting labels and giving expectations that are truly unattainable. If he wins a championship, that to me is a successful career. He doesn't have to be LeBron 2.0 or better than uh, than LeBron for us to sit there and be like, wow, yeah, Victor Wembenyama, he really lived up to the hype and more. We care about championships. You help deliver a championship all is well. So love to hear your thoughts here at 855-212-4227. And Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We're talking realistic expectations for the number one overall pick in the draft in Victor Wembenyama. What is yours? Mine is just be a viable Contributor on a championship team, what is yours? 855 212 We'll continue that discussion. And also, now that we've finally, right, realistically, got to see Wembenyama, again, albeit against rookies and younger players, but we finally got to see him in an NBA game against NBA-caliber players, there was one concern about Wembenyama coming out and going into the draft that I think even after just one game, We could put that concern to bed. I'll tell you what it is when we do return. It's the Ryan Hickey Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Ryan Hickey. Victor Wembenyama has done it. He has put on an NBA uniform and has played on American soil. We finally got our first look at the phenom out in Las Vegas. And it, well, let's just say did not go uh, to plan for uh, the number one overall pick. Nine points, two of 13 from the field. Ufa, eight rebounds, five blocks. There was one concern coming into the draft that I think we could put to bed right away. There was a concern, and you could kind of see it watching him, that he was too thin. That his toothpick frame was not going to hold up in the NBA. I think through one game we could throw that out the window. He's not too thin. If he fails at the NBA level, it's going to, or it's not going to be because, I should say, because he's too thin. You see him today, his size in terms of, you know, his muscle build or lack thereof was not a problem. Sure, he couldn't hit shots on the field, but he got to the hoop when he wanted to. He was able to, you know, back down, use his size um, for good, and he wasn't getting bullied out of the paint. Like, let's remember... This is not the NBA of the '90s and even of the '80s, where basically it was a brawl down in the paint, and the strongest man usually won. There's no Dennis Rodman's anymore patrolling the paint, ready to bully, you know, bully Wembenyama out of there. The game is a lot less physical, so someone of a slender frame like Wembenyama, it's not as taxing. It's not as punishing now to be slender compared to where it used to be, again, in the 80s and 90s. It's no more a rock fight. Now it's a game of finesse. And that finesse, that high level of skill, one area that's been taken away is physicality. Because now if you try to be physical, try to bump guys, not only is it a foul, you look silly. Because usually they'll spin around you, juke you up, you know, cross you over, make you look like a fool. And so that's why I don't think we can really look at Wembenyama and be afraid that he's too thin, too slender. Like, I know they don't have exactly the same sort of styles, but Kevin Durant couldn't even bench press well, like 120 at his combine? The Slim Reaper? They do look very similar in terms of how skinny they are, but body frame is not going to be a problem for Wembenyama. He's got good handles. He's got great vision on the court. He's someone that, again, he can live outside of the paint. So even though, forget about just the lack of physicality anymore, he is someone that if you push him out of the paint, he could still survive. He could still make plays. So the one thing we don't have to be concerned about, I think, is his small frame and really lack of muscle build on his body. That, I think, through one game, I could say pretty confidently, won't be a problem at the NBA level, and if he fails... It's not going to be because of that. So 855-212-4227 at Orion underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. We're talking realistic here, expectations for Victor Wembanyama. Mine is this. Mine is very simple. Be an integral part of a championship winning team. That is it. You help deliver a championship, whether it's to San Antonio or another team you're playing on, In terms of his career and expectations, mission accomplished. Everything else after that is a bonus. But am I setting the bar too low? 855-212-4227. Let's go out to north of the border, Toronto. Glenn is on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Glenn?
4: Hey, Ryan. Uh, Well, not a lot, but you just kind of kiboshed what I was going to say a little bit, but I, I still worry about his frame. You're right. Kevin Durant's a different player, though. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just think that the NBA, you're right. It's not like the 80s or 90s where you couldn't, you know, go through the paint without getting an elbow to the mouth. It's not that anymore. Uh, but still, we've got some pretty big bigs in there. And, you know, for me, what would be acceptable is if he, he's up for echelon player. I think when you pick at number one, you know, like you said, how many little James are there? If he turns out to be that, then you know, that's super bonus. But right. I, I, I do I do agree with you, that's just way too much pressure. How many number ones have become nowhere near what people expected? And you know, a lot of the greatest players in the NBA have been like well below number
0: one. I mean uh, I think we but, lost Glenn, but like that, that's that's the point. It's like If you are sitting there at number one in any draft, let alone this past draft, and your goal is, oh, we're going to draft the next LeBron James, be prepared to be disappointed because that's not happening. Like, that is true. Like, we say this a lot, right? A generational player. But LeBron James truly, truly is a generational player with what he's been able to accomplish and the highs that he has, you know, had in his career and the heights he has brought in all different teams he's been on. He is, like, in a totally different category than 99.99999% of the NBA. You can't be banking on, even in Victor Wembanyama's case, with all the hype and his measurables at 7'4", and he can shoot the three, and he's got good handles, and we saw even on display on Friday, his good vision. You still cannot sit there and say, oh, we got LeBron James 2.0. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, that, that's who we get, We just got in a taller version. If you get that at the end of the day, great. But expecting that is foolish. That's where I'm trying to at least give Yama a chance to succeed. Because again, if you are, if we're talking about a guy that, let's say, wins two championships and, I don't know, two MVPs, right? Two championships, two MVPs. That's less than LeBron James, less than Michael Jordan. Would we be, like, should we be calling Victor Wembanyama's career a failure if he finishes his career, I don't know, let's say 15 years from now with two rings on his finger and two MVPs and, like, I don't know, five all-NBA teams just making numbers of the top of my head? That, to me, is, like, a success. Especially if both championships are with the Spurs. I guarantee you, everyone in that Spurs organization, I guarantee you every single Spurs fan will say, that is all we wanted for and more. Thank you, Victor. You have, you know... Blown past our expectations. If you are calling that career of two championships and two MVPs a failure, you're frankly a fool. Frankly a fool. Rick is calling from Philly, a smart NBA mind. Hello, Rick.
3: Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, to me, I'm going to be with you uh, a little bit. I don't think uh, uh, Wimbiana can just be a contributing player on a title team. He's got to be an at least an elite all NBA player and MVP. You get what I'm saying? He can't just be like, oh, we had a great team around me and I won a title, you know? So the Spurs are not going to be signing up for that. This guy's supposed to be generational talent and I just don't see it. I think he can be an all-star caliber player. But what guy in the history of this league built like him has ever delivered? Just think about some of the guys. Uh, as a Knicks fan, I don't know if you're a Nick fan or not, Porzingis? Yeah, oh, I am. He's supposed to be this guy. Yeah, yep. you know that, Porzingis. He's a great talent, all-star caliber player. He can't stay healthy. Uh, I know he did last year, but he's built similar. He's skilled offensively and defensively. Chet Holmgren didn't play He was supposed to be that guy coming out of uh, Gonzaga last year, broke his foot, didn't even play last year. Uh, And then going back, you can go to Mearson, You can go back to Bradley. I know they're not as skilled as him, but I just think these rail-skinned guys built like him, I just don't think he can last. And to me, I just think if he's an all-star caliber player and he can stay healthy, first and foremost – We'll see if he can do it because I think right now Spurs got a long ways to go, and this is not the Manu, you know, Tony Parker team built around them. They have nice young talent, but the West is loaded, so it might be a long us while because he's got a long ways to go because the French Euro League, just watching him play there, it's, uh, it's a lot more uh, conducive to his game, and it's going to be a lot tougher for him in, in the NBA, so I just, I don't know, man. I, to me, I, if I had to bet, I think Scoot Henderson is going to be the best player of this draft because I just think his game translates the best out of, a, uh, into the league as a guard, Just my
0: opinion. Well, Rick, I appreciate the call, buddy, and you mentioned some about the timeline that I want to kind of pick up on. I do think in terms of timeline-wise for the Spurs, they're in a good spot because, yes, the West right now is tough, but the West, really outside of the Kings and even the Nuggets... Is pretty old. He's on the older side. You know, look at the Lakers with LeBron and AD. They're starting to age out. The Suns, especially led by Kevin Durant now and also adding Bradley Beal, they're on the older side. The Warriors are on the older side as well. Like the Spurs are right now in a good spot where going young and starting to kind of rebuild as these other championship teams are kind of really starting to kind of give, you know, a last few runs at a title. It's a good spot to be in. But if you're again, if you're Wembenyama, that's another thing too. Let's also, especially in his first year, right? In his first year, especially, let's remember he does not have a lot of talent around him, does not have a lot of help around him, and you know, each and every night, defenses and teams are going to focus on one guy and one guy only. They don't want to get exposed by Wembenyama, and I'm sure they want to send a message because they see all the hype, they see what everybody is saying, they hear how great he is, they see how great he is. I promise you, that is the guy every single night. They'll be circling and trying to stop. And the Spurs, yes, they're in a, a rebuild, right? They're, they're not that close to being competitive and especially being competitive for a championship. So it's going to take time. And Wembenyama is going to need help. But if this is a guy in, let's say, five years from now, one 1A player winning a championship, that is the, by far the best case scenario you want for the Spurs. And I think for me, mission accomplished. So love. us Continue to take your thoughts here at 855 212 4227. 212 4227 at Ryan underscore hickey and the number three, where you do have Greg, softy Greg, do uh tweeting at Ryan underscore hickey and the number three. Rookie of the year is a decent bar to set in year one. Then championship team, contributor, lead the team in rebounds, setting a low bar. Like that's I think like we are setting realistic expectations here. Rookie of the year is absolutely a fair bar to set. Championship contributor, absolutely fair bar to set. I mean, team rebounder should be, or leading the leading team rebounder should be a given that you're 7'4", grabbed eight rebounds tonight in his uh, debut. He should be deleting that pretty easily. But again, you be that, you know, number one on a championship team, you are absolutely, to me, having a career that is, more than satisfactory, without a doubt, and one that is, to me, uh, would be labeled a success. So what would you label a successful NBA career for one Victor Wembenyama? 855-212-4227 and Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. When we return, Victor spoke about his rough day, especially 2-13 from the field, and he had an interesting interesting response to one question I do want to play for you. We'll do that when we do return here. Again, it's the Ryan Hickey Show. On CBS Sports Radio.
4: You're listening to The Ryan Hickey Show.
0: It is The Ryan Hickey Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. That was just the voice of Victor Wembenyama post-game after his first official NBA game in Summer League. Do you hear that? I didn't really know what I was doing out there. That's important, and I really appreciate his honesty because, again, for someone... With the hype being so high, you would expect him to come in as a polished product. Two things to remember here. Number one, he's 19 years old. He is still has so much room for growth just in his body, let alone his game. But also, too, I respect the fact that he's admitting, look, it's not going to be perfect. I got a long way to go. And that attitude, I think, is going to serve him well in the long run and serve really the Spurs well. Because if he's willing to learn, if he's willing to, you know, grow his game based on what he's being asked to do, that's only going to, you know, heighten his ceiling and not really, you know, kind of have him be closed-minded and maybe cut off some growth. Because I think it's, if you're told for, like, it's been a year, right, because that's kind of how long we were anticipating for Victor Wembanyama coming to the NBA, but when he was in France, I'm sure he's gotten it since he was 10 years old, how great he is. Everything he does is at an elite level. Like again, you don't get called the second coming of LeBron James or the most hyped prospect in NBA history by stinking, not being very good. So I'm sure he's been told his entire life how great he is and how there's nothing wrong with his game. I really appreciate and I think it's people don't understand how difficult it is to admit, "Hey, look, I'm still learning. I don't really know what I'm doing out there. I'm just kind of going through and trying to figure it out." It's humbling. But it also shows the the humility Lemonyama has and really needs to have. He's going to come close, anywhere close, to meeting and or exceeding the insanely high expectations that are set for him. And speaking of the insanely high expectations that are set for him, this is mine. I'm being realistic, and my goal here for this show is to at least put out there what we realistically should expect. There have been analysts, there have been others that said, if he is Kevin Durant, that's a failure. That's lunacy. That's stupidity. Right now, if Victor Wembanyama is a central part of a championship winning team, that to me constitutes a successful career. That's it. When one title where you are the main guy, everything else is gravy, everything else doesn't matter. If you do that, You get a ring on your finger. Mission accomplished. You've done what you're supposed to do. To me, your career would be a success. I'm not buying into the hype of him being the greatest player or needing to be the greatest player to ever walk this earth. Let's be real here. We care in society. We care about one thing. Championships. We don't care... How many uh, MVP awards you have? We don't care how many times you made the All-NBA team. We don't care how many times you've even made the finals. All we care about is how many championships do you have? And that's why if you're Wembenyama, I think expectations should be championship-based, not individual-based. Saying his career be a failure if he matches an M, uh, a Hall of Fame caliber player in Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant or Akeem Elijah, on, which were those words have been said by others, not on this network, but other people who get paid to talk. Said flat out his career be a failure if he is Kevin Durant 2.0. That is lunacy, that is stupidity. And that's why I'm at least trying to gauge your expectations to see where you are at in terms of Victor Mbanyama's career and see if I'm the crazy one or if you're the crazy one. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Rachel is calling from Toronto. Hello, Rachel. Hello, how are you? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself?
5: Living a dream. Um, You're
0: not crazy. Uh,
5: I agree with everything you say. Uh, and it's not fair that uh, so much pressure is put on him. But when you're number one draft pick, you've got to expect that, right? And he seems humble enough that that um, he will learn and it will work out for him. But when it comes down to it, it's not about what the fans think or the media. or It's, it's expectations he has on himself, right? Right. Um, like that because, yeah, we want the we want our team to win. I'm a Raptors fan, by the way, but we want our team to win. But it's all about we, like what he wants or what he expects from himself. It's
0: how, right? And I'm sure, Rachel, call. like, I'm sure he has high expectations for himself, right? I'm not, I'm sure he's not going out there and said, Oh, I just hope to, you know, play 10 minutes a game, maybe score a bucket a game, and I'll, you know, I'll be a success. I'm sure, and I appreciate the call, Rachel, that he has sky high expectations. But you said something before, I think it's important to reiterate here. You know, that expectations and pressure is going to be high because he's a number one overall pick. I think if you're a number one overall pick, if you're a team, you know, winning the lottery, let's say, and getting a guy of Victor Wembenyama's stature or getting a guy, you know, of Zion Williamson's stature, I think realistically what you should expect is to have a franchise player. Like with the number one, number two, number three pick, I think you should be expecting, okay, this is going to be a franchise cornerstone piece for the next 10 to 15 years. To expect LeBron James, to expect even a Hall of Fame player. I get the NBA Hall of Fame is different than, you know, other Hall of Fame, so it's a little bit watered down, so it's a little different. But even expecting that, that much of, you know, high level of play, I think to me is a little too much. When you're going number one overall, I think the realistic expectation should be, okay, you're a franchise cornerstone for the next 10 years. Let's go try to win a championship. That to me is what we should be thinking, especially when it comes to m That should be the focus for him. Connor is calling from California. Hello, Con. Hey,
5: um, how are you?
0: Doing good, man. What's on your mind here?
5: Victor Benyama is, you know, I'm not going to hold his, um his uh, not so very good performance against them. I think.
0: Tonight you're talking about, please, yeah, pl- let's, we cannot, we will not be overreacting here to a summer league game. That's for damn sure.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like France and the United States, completely different. Transitioning from France to the United States. it In the United States, it's, Oh, gosh, we are so disorganized. I don't know. It's it's pretty hellish here. I guess you could say that. But, well,
0: have uh-huh. you been international, Connor?
5: No, but I oh. know the United States is much more different than France. Um, uh, Victor Benyama has only been here for two weeks, and he's already had the Britney Spears stuff happen to him. Yep. And that just goes to show that, you know what, there's there's a lot of pressure that comes from coming from a completely different country. And then you
0: know what that also adding, shows, Connor? Like yeah. I, I don't know what your dreams were growing up, but at least you know, for me it was to be a professional athlete, you know, I think a lot of people in any field they wanted to, you know, succeed in, your goal is, Oh, I'm gonna be famous. That right there, the the Britney Spears Wembenyama incident, right there they highlights I am so glad I'm not famous. Could not imagine having that sort of fanfare just trying to walk to dinner and having an event that has really, you know, he is no part of now being dragged in just because he's so famous everyone knows who he is. That, I think, is a reminder of, you know what, at the end of the day, being famous, not all it's cracked up to be.
5: No, it isn't. Definitely not. Um, I've heard my fair share of that. Um, I actually do not have dreams of becoming a professional athlete. I want to be what you are, a, a
0: sports broadcaster.
5: All right, Con. There we house. go.
0: Yeah, you're so bringing the I'm heat. You got the going. takes. You're funny. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, keep uh, keep keep calling. Keep keeping at it. It's a tough industry. That's for sure. preacher the call, man. Um, but that's this industry is definitely one. I think a lot of industries now in the world because it's how competitive it is. You stick with it. You keep working. Good things will happen. Let's quick go out of here to Juan in Chicago. What's up, Juan?
2: Hey, Ryan. Thank you for answering the call. How are you doing,
0: buddy? Good, man. Good. What's on your mind here? So we're talking about Wendy. Uh
2: He's just a little kid. Uh, there's a lot of room for growth. Um, uh, that's why they make the G League, right? To, to, for him to grow, to find out where he's at. Well, he's not going to be in the G League, but yes. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Well, you know
0: what I mean. Like, well, the, yeah, that's the also league. part what Summer, summer League summer, is right now, just summer, working New on his hard. game.
2: Right, they're working on this game. They wanna know where he's at so they could focus and pinpoint his his weaknesses and, and, and grow his strength. Uh he's still a kid. Uh they they have to uh make him grow to, to to figure out like I just heard earlier that uh he's not small, he's tall, but he is a little for lack of a better term, uh skinny scrawny. He's thin. I'm sure he's gonna get He's gonna get bigger uh, throughout the days, throughout the weeks. Practice, right? Practice makes perfect. Uh, there's there's a lot of room for growth, and that's why they have the summer league. Yeah. I don't so, what are your expectations th- for him? I uh, honestly don't, don't don't and I don't mean to bash the kid. Uh, I don't think he's gonna win Rookie of the Year I, based on this one game. Which is, I'm totally wrong for that.
0: Oh, Juan, uh, come on, man. On I, I got to run because we are up against it, but we cannot be looking at one summer league game and saying, oh, rookie of the year is out the window. But that's the case. I mean, Scoot Henderson's not going to play the rest of the summer league. Should we cross him off the list too? He's too injury prone because he hurt his shoulder. It's one game. Let's not overreact here. But also, let's not overreact to expectations being way higher than they should be. All right, one more turn here. Let's talk about Damian Lillard's future. Does he have any leverage to force a trade to Miami? I don't think so. I'll tell you why next. It's the Ryan Show on CBS Sports Radio.